Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, episode number 35, coming to you from Flagstaff, Arizona. This is this is our second go at recording <laughs> episode 35 because I lost my my part of the audio for the original episode 35, which is sad because there's some good stuff in there. But we're gonna we're gonna try to make some new magic, some Flagstaff magic, some Flagstaff magic. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's any like special Arizona magic. I don't know if it changes. It's it's you know what you know what I've heard about a flex. It's a it's a dry magic. You know. There's, it's, 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 it's just a very, very dry, crackly, crackly magic. Although, you know what? Flagstaff is not like most of the state. I always thought of Arizona in terms of like a Phoenix or someplace like that. Just very flat, deserty. Flagstaff, there's a big ass mountain, like right down the street from where we're staying. Yeah. It's like, it, uh, I could probably, uh, Uncle Rico throw a football to the, base of the mountain from here like it's that close could you yeah probably could you though I'm, well i'm saying i can we can try later there's a lot of okay sports equipment so here. after this podcast dear listeners we we're gonna go to a big five sporting goods we're gonna get a football and we're gonna put this to the test apparently armando has been holding a uh, a brett Favre like arm out on us this whole time i never knew uh I, I the Flagstaff was my number one choice to to move to. Let's be clear. I'm not regretting now that I'm going to call. I'm not regretting it, but I'm like I could see I could see having not visited Flagstaff before ever and like having my heart set on Flagstaff initially. I could see like yeah. Now that I'm here, I'm like yeah. I could have been here, but um. So I should we wait till the? I guess we could do it now. Latest developments because we haven't had since the last recording of the last episode. Uh, I, Armando, I got a job, and I'm going to be uh, a close neighbor to to Aaron. <laughs> so from here on out, hopefully the episodes will be um, a bit more entertaining. We can collaborate a little quicker, sooner, as opposed to like texting each other and stuff. So yeah, I got a job in, in Colorado. I start on April 5th. Um, I've already kind of sort of secured an apartment um, in uh, Belmore Park, part of Lakewood. You made that sound so covert. I've secured an apartment. <laughs> it, well, it was a challenge to find a place in such short notice. Like it was I had to go to the black market. Yeah, the black apartment. Now that that doesn't sound right. Whoa, <laughs> I had to go the, to the black, black apartment market. market. That is a thing. Uh, that was that was the thing in Lawrenceburg, South Car- or sorry, North Carolina. When I lived there, there was, there were the black apartments and there were the white apartments. They weren't called that. They just happened to be classified that way they were called that you can't live in that part of town and i was like why they're like don't we're, we're not gonna say it out loud but just you can't <laughs> that's a true thing that is not a joke that was something that someone in Lorenberg said to me but no it's yeah Den- denver there was a big housing shortage and then they built like eight million giant high-rise apartments so it's a little bit easier now but uh back to flagstaff Aaron and I have done a. Have you been here before? Have you been to Flagstaff? So yeah, it's your, nope. your your first time, my first time. We haven't um, done a whole ton of exploring. Earlier today, we uh, this is our 
this is our first full day here because yesterday we arrived about um, I'd say noon, one o'clock. Earlier today we we checked out the trail. Uh, uh, apparently, for you know, the plan is is still a go for me. It's been snowing, depending on those conditions. But I am gonna do the freaking half marathon I talked about. Um, it, it's sounding like Jeffy's gonna kind of leave it to the last minute to decide whether he's gonna run it or jog it or bike it or yeah. Well, so just just to be clear, what happened was I put a, a ton of work in. Uh, I did a, a ten mile mm-hmm. at pretty good pace, um, and right around that time, I was also I kind of knew that Armando was interviewing for this job out in Colorado. I'm thinking, oh crap! Like, what if he needs a place to crash for a while when he gets out there? We don't have any place in our house. So I very quickly began doing a basement renovation and built all kinds of stuff and did not do a great job of balancing the strain from training from a half marathon with the strain of uh, doing that kind of labor. Like, I mean, it was, you know, some carpentry and carrying stuff and and uh, a, lot of, a lot of kneeling and, and time on ladders and between the two of those, I fucked my knee up pretty good. Well, it wasn't just that. It was also your your pre-existing, you know. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. All, that, all, that was the full trifecta. Yeah. But up until that point, I had been mani- man- I'd been able to manage the old injuries I had because I kind of knew what they were. There wasn't new stuff being brought to the table. And uh, I was I just, I just was like on, on track. I mean, well on track. I, like I said, I ran, I ran a 10-miler and my... My fastest mile was the first mile. My second fastest mile was the second mile. And my third fastest mile was the 10th mile because I still had a little bit left in the tank. What about, like, what about eight mile? I'm going to be peppy. Eight mile? <laughs> eight, eight mile, it was, um, it, it was tough because I was, I was a little, little, little tired at that point. Like my knees felt a little weak. My arms were heavy. <laughs> uh, but there, wasn't, there was no vomit on my, my sweater. What about was it mom spaghetti? No, and there wasn't even a crowd. Like there was like a couple people. You can't really even call them a crowd. And and I ran by them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get them to go so loud, and they were like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> the fuck? Why is this crazy person like like running by us in a park trying to hype us up? It was weird. They didn't get it, and I was really disappointed because <laughs> I felt like that was my moment, and I wanted to own it. But just let it go. I did, and then I snapped back to reality. So uh, that's where that's where we're, we're, where we are, and I'm fighting the constant internal battle that I have of just being like, "Yo, I'll just be a meathead, like whatever. I'll I'll, I'll fuck, tape it up and go, and I'll deal with the consequences later." Between trying to not be dumb and potentially do some damage to my leg that I will have to deal with for the you uh. You got also long talk, term. You also got to talk about how you tapered down the training part just to kind of, in an in, in an effort to possibly try to do this run, you were kind of tapering down. The, oh, I didn't. I didn't taper it. So the the problem I, I was worried about was that I might have tendonitis in the knee, and that's just not something you can train through. You can't even really taper it down because um, you're just going to keep aggravating it. The best you can do is just literally just shut everything down, just stop doing anything that's going to aggravate it, and hope that it heals. Uh, in time, and I, I don't know if it did or not. It's hard to tell, because um, now everything's a little bit out of whack. Because I st- I stopped running for a couple weeks, and some stuff got tight. Whatever. We don't need to talk about this. This isn't probably the most important thing. The the 
long and short is we're we're at a at a game time decision. I forget how the NFL like injury report list works. There's like IR, like you're on the injury reserve. You're definitely not doing anything. And then they have the ones who are like, they might do it. They might play. We don't know. Questionable did not practice. Questionable did practice. All that, yeah. Yeah. And then and then sometimes it's Bill Belichick playing games, telling just saying that someone's questionable when they're fine. It, it was it was so bad too that um, on your way on on your way out here, you called me. You're like, dude, I'm two hours into my drive. Well, <laughs> that that's that was entirely separate. Separate, but it it would have either made or break broken. That didn't make sense. It would have make or break the trip and the the you know. Well, I mean, this was my thinking. It was one. Of, I I knew that the drive was gonna suck the whole time I did it. Like sitting is incredibly uncomfortable, uh, entering into painful for me. I'm like, okay, so sitting in a car for 11 hours is just going to be rough. But it's like I could find a way to make through it, and then make sorry make it through it, and then there's this payoff of like I'll get to run this half marathon. Like this will be cool. It'll you know I'll have to to deal with the humbling experience of not being able to sit in a fucking car seat, with the uplifting experience of doing something really physical and active and like running it. And it's like, great. Like I'm not gonna be able to run it potentially. I, I, I still don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, and even if I do, if I, best case scenario, if I do run it tomorrow, I, I'm not gonna be able to enjoy it and, and run it in the manner I was hoping. To I'm, I'm actually hoping you don't run it. That sounds fucked up, but I'm hoping you actually do something, um, that you can, you know, do and not really fuck yourself up too bad. Like, I'd rather you just had, you know, fuck it. I hiked 13 miles. Great. I'm done. You know? Yeah. I've done that a, b- a bunch of times though. It doesn't really, it does nothing for me, Mondo. But the, the whole point I was trying to get it, it's like, all right, I'm going to have to do this long drive. I'm not going to have, you know, I probably not going to have the payoff at the end that I was hoping for. On top of that, I knew you were moving. Yeah. And it's like, I, at, at that point, I thought you were going to drive to Flagstaff. Yeah. That- Drive back to LA, be there like a day, and then just have to get everything together, like do all the moving stuff. Yeah. Like I thought you were still trying to get a U-Haul and load all that. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, this is just kind of nuts. Like, dude, I'm just tired. I don't want to have to deal with the, you know, this car ride. And that, and and that was for- that was the plan. That was plan A. It all see, my employer didn't give me as much time as I would have liked. They were like, hey, you're starting in two weeks, pretty much. Whereas I, Earlier, like there was an, there was ample time for them to have made the decision, and it would have been like a month out, a month and a half out, and I would have had more time to stage and and figure everything out. But it was like two weeks ago, they're like, or a week ago, they're like, "Hey, <laughs> use your start date." So, that being said, yeah, initially the plan was to drive. We in my mind, I was like, "We're gonna do Flagstaff." My 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 thinking was get out here, yes, drive out here, and then drive my ass back home to California, be there for like a week. And then from there, go to to, to Denver. But <laughs> like game time decision, like Jaffe said, I was like, you know what? Or it was actually Jaffe who, who suggested it. Um, why don't you just, from Flagstaff, follow me to, to Colorado? That way you'd have one less kind of back and forth. I was like, uh, okay. So like the night before, literally, like Wednesday night or whatever, whatever night before, I had packed a bunch of shit, as much shit as I could in my car, like cl- clothes, bare essentials, some electronics. Um, and yeah, I'm here in Flagstaff with a bunch of shit <laughs> that I'm going to, you know, from here we're going to Denver and 
I don't move back. I don't move into my apartment till like Friday or maybe Saturday of, of, of today, a week from today. And um, yeah. And then I'll go back to California to pick up all the rest of my shit. My family's pissed off at me. It's like a, a strange, a lot of people are pissed off. Some are disappointed. Some are hurt. Some are, some are bummed out. Cause you know, they didn't get to, we didn't, uh, they didn't get a proper send off for me. Um, but a few friends have reached out, you know, I appreciate like Hal and Cindy and like even the texts that other people have sent me, like a couple, couple cousins, my sister, you know, they like, Hey, you better get your ass back out here so we can give you a proper send off, you know? Um, but yeah, it's all, um, it's all positive stuff. I'm happy. I'm excited. I was happy like halfway on my way out here. I was already kind of like feeling like, like better about everything. Just my headspace being a little bit more positive looking forward to um just you know new uh, challenges new new positive things happening in my life so i i already felt like a, n- a nice like weight come off my shoulders on the the drive out here i think it'll feel that much better obviously once i have all my shit in my apartment and then i start you know working a couple weeks couple months and but yeah that's the that's the just kind of catching all of our listeners up to what's been happening for the past couple weeks. Um, we did attempt to release an episode last week, but yeah, we had some 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 audio mishaps. But here we are. We're in Flagstaff. We've been here for at least 24 hours now. Um, Aaron had pho at one place that he didn't seem to enjoy. Oh, let me... <laughs> go, go, go. That's, that's pr- probably one of the, the two... Too good. I mean, they're not even full stories, but I walk into the, the, the pho place and I'm I'm immediately alarmed uh, because the the two most alarming things that I could think of of seeing at a pho place are either like the health inspection thing and it's like a grade D, yeah, and you're like, wait, like, I mean, yeah, pho's fine, but you never think of it as like the the classiest restaurant to begin with. A grade D, oh good lord, that that would be the second most alarming thing. The most alarming thing that I saw when I was there, it was two white people at the front desk. I'm like, Oh no, what is, what is going on? Like, and to make it even funnier, the, the, the guy has this like thick Brooklyn accent. He's like, he's like, what, what, what can I get you? What, what? And I'm very confused. Cause I've been to many fire restaurants and they have always been owned by uh, Vietnamese. Um, and, it was the worst pho I've ever had. <laughs> like, it was terrible. Je- Jeffy bought it to eat. Like he bought it, he, he took it to take out so he can eat it here in the in the uh, cabin or verbo, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he's pouring it into the bowl. And we're, the first question was like, "Where's the chicken?" <laughs> it was like hidden underneath, like the 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 chicken. Uh, anyways, the helpings. The no, portions no, no, no. Were, d- d- please describe it in more. De- the, the listeners are like, the, "What did the pho the, look like? The broth? What was the texture?" I didn't, li- I please don't. don't a- I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Please don't actually describe it. No, no, no. I didn't. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, but but I I did enjoy because leaving because like I said he had the thick broken accent. So I, I, on my way out, I just give him like, "You have a good one," and he's like, "You know what, buddy?" I was like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ!" <laughs> he got like hyped up when I gave him my "You have a good one." And then, uh, and then I got hungry a couple of hours later. I was like, okay, now that you had pho, I'm going to try a different pho place. And I think uh, we both agree the one that I got. Let's, at least, you know, I mean, you didn't, you didn't taste it, so you don't know what it tasted like. But, but looks-wise, the portions were way better. Um, I can say it was, 
it was pretty good. It was up there with some of the best uh, places we've had. Maybe uh, we could we could we could circle around, but this back to uh, to to pho and yeah, the various yeah. restaurants. Sure. Maybe maybe get something with a little bit more entertainment value. Sure, sure, sure. No, I was just ex- describing our trip so far. No big deal. Um, so uh, you, I think I think you want to hit the highlights. I think I think a long description of the texture of pho might not be the no, highest no, no, entertainment no. value. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Um, how how uh, so so yeah. We're we're gonna, we're gonna have a good weekend out here. We're gonna eventually move to. Uh, drive together back to to Colorado, but uh, what another state comes in mind? I'm horrible at transitions. I'm not good at it. I was trying to figure that out that actually way. wasn't bad. You just didn't believe in yourself, Mondo. We're gonna drive from Arizona to to Colorado, but there's no way we're gonna drive all the way to Florida because a special breed of person <laughs> lives in Florida that is too much for us to handle, and that is the infamous Florida man, or in this case. Florida woman. Uh, I'll read the headline and maybe a couple lines and then we go from there. Lotus resident Karen Berger, who owns $960,000 home, jailed for shoplifting. Um, Boca Raton, Florida. The owner of a nine hundred sixty grand home in the Lotus development near Lyons and Clint Moore is accused of shoplifting nearly $1,000 worth of lighting from Home Depot in West Boca Raton. Karen Berger, 44, who is identified in Palm Beach County Sheriff's Report as a teacher, was jailed Thursday after Home Depot opted to prosecute the case. Wait, she's a fucking teacher. How do you afford a house? How do you afford a million-dollar house on a teacher's salary? That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, because mortgage rates aren't correlated to reality anymore. Hmm. Like, how, how did we have a, a, a huge housing crisis uh, right after we got out of college, well, well, because people were getting these mortgages that didn't reflect. It. Like, there was no way these people were going to be able to pay mortgages off. Like, they were immense amounts of fuckery in the way they were putting them together. And uh, I don't think we learned anything. Like, do you we, think there's still people out there though that like that are still on, with those same loans? I thought for the most part, most of those loans kind of defaulted, and people had to like. Take a ass whooping on the market. Yes, and then there were a bunch of protections put in place so that could never happen again. Uh. And then almost immediately, all those protections were repealed, and there's mortgage fuckery abound once more. So yeah, she uh, <laughs> she has this almost million dollar home on a teacher's salary and steals a thousand dollars of lighting from Home Depot. Like what? Well, for, first of all, I want like I want to know how she even did it because. When you say shoplift, you think, oh, something you could like slip into a handbag, you know, maybe you put under a sweatshirt. In her vagina? I mean, excuse me, sorry, what? That <laughs> That's probably not the spot you'd want to. Mondo, have you been watching some weird series on Pornhub? I've heard, I've seen, I mean, not, not with this story, but I've heard of some Florida man-like stories where some broads uh, sneak shit up their vajayjays. And or dudes what? sneak stuff up their beeholes, like well, not lighting, not especially not a thousand dollars of light, but like drugs and uh, you know other kind of stuff. For, forget a thousand, uh, probably not one light bulb. That would seems like that would be extremely precarious. I don't know. There's some chicks online that you, that you know put baseball bats up their cooch. That'd so. be just a very awkward emergency room visit. You're like, there's like bleeding. You're like, are you just on your period? Well, no. What actually happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I stuck a fucking 150 so, watt 
light but, bulb. In my so head. so let's let's just <laughs> let's just settle on the fact that no, she probably didn't smuggle a thousand dollars worth of lighting in in her vagina. I think that's pretty safe. Unless it was a thousand dollar light bulb, like it was one one thousand dollar light bulb. <laughs> uh, I'm very familiar with Home Depot. I'm a okay. frequent customer. There are no thousand dollar light bulbs at Home Depot. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna invent one. Uh, the the other part too. I don't know. I my 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 Florida geography maybe isn't the best, but like I told you, there's different parts of Florida. There's like the more like the city parts, um, you know, Jacksonville, Orlando. There's the sort of Florida Bama parts that that basically just deep south, and then then you get the beach communities where uh, a lot of old rich East Coasters have retired to live. And in my understanding, that's what Boca Raton is. I think it's a lot of golf courses and parks and and uh, rich old folks. So she managed to get a, a near million dollar home in the rich old folks part of, uh, of Florida. And then I want to, well, let's, let's continue the story. Cause I just want to find out how she actually did this. What, what was the mechanism that she tried and somehow thought she was going to get away with stealing a thousand dollars worth of lighting. According to police, Karen Berg- Berger or Berger was seen entering the home Depot through the main entrance The subject then proceeded to the store's lighting fixtures department and selected two swirl LED chrome mini valued at $99.97. Why they get pretty specific here. One. (laughs) This this, this entire article is sponsored by Home Depot. Right. It's just an elaborate advertisement for their new LED lighting. So she's got two of these mini things valued at about $100 a pop. One Keeley 36-inch LED Crystal Island valued at $219. Uh-huh. One Essence Disc LED Integrated Chrome valued at $109. Then Berger Berger proceeded towards the front of the store where she went to aisle 8 and selected the moving boxes valued at $2.68 each. Then she proceeded out of the aisle 8 towards the self-checkout. Uh, uh, okay, block. so she she bought she got some expensive bulbs, some expensive LED bulbs. Room and moving boxes, and then just try to piece out through the self checkout. She probably, and maybe it's, yeah, it's probably in the rest of the article, but I imagine if she did a self checkout, she probably scanned those $2 boxes and didn't bother to scan the expensive lights. That's my, my guess. It's possible. The police report continues while in the self checkout, Burger scanned the three moving boxes. See, I was right. Valued at 804 total and two LED lights valued at $200. Making a total purchase two hundred eight bucks. Berger Berger did not attempt to scan and pay Under, for the you, other. You are, I just want to make sure you are aware. You could just choose, choose a pronunciation, yeah, yeah. I like and saying, the listeners wouldn't have known. I like saying Berger Berger though. Okay, I like saying it. But uh, blah 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 blah. She did not attempt to scan and pay for the other lighting fixtures that were inside her shopping cart. Blah 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 blah. Uh, caught on camera. She exited the store via main exit with the unpaid merchandise where she was intercepted and brought back to the store's loss prevention office by the store's loss prevention investigators. Home Depot would like to pr- prosecute. So, yeah, she – I, you know, I bet you that happens a lot more often than we think about. Like people doing the self-check – because, like, there's more self-checkout places available. Like supermarkets do it now. Home Depot does it now with the attempts of hoping to save the money on paying a, an employee. employee. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's like more loss prevention from people jacking shit. So I, I think, and I think in a supermarket, they probably still save money. Like, I bet that's worked into their figures. Like, yeah, we, we might lose this much on inventory, but 
if we're not paying somebody, it's not, and again, it's not like uh, supermarket employees are making a ton, but yeah, it's not like supermarkets are selling high end, high dollar items anyway. So like, if they right. do sell something that's, let's say, let's say they sell some, they steal some expensive steaks, you're you're out like whatever, fifty bucks, hundred bucks. But yeah, no, apparently that's a big problem. Even absent of self checkouts, I think just in the hardware store uh, part in general, uh, because there's an Ace Hardware that's close to where I live, and I usually will just walk there as opposed to drive. And anytime I'm walking, like if I'm gonna pick something up at there's a, there's also a, a supermarket in the same shopping center is the Ace Hardware, and so I always just bring a backpack because I'm not you know I'm not gonna walk back a mile with plastic bags, and the last time I tried to go into that Ace, they're like, oh, so you're gonna have to leave your bag over the side, yeah, because they don't want you to steal shit. I was like, what? Like, but th- I was like, okay, I mean, fine. This this is the bag that I carry this stuff, and they're like, yeah, but we've lost, and then they I can't remember what it was. It was some absurdly it sounded to me at least absurdly high you know number like we've lost like five million dollars of inventory in the last year i was like what yeah but and that ace doesn't even have self-checkout so they're saying that people were just were going in and just shoplifting stuff from ace and walking out with it past all the registers and cashiers and everything um so i i i could assume that that would happen from home depot Karen Berger Berger <laughs> is now charged with one count of retail grand theft, according to police. She was booked into the Palm Beach County Jail at 310 Thursday afternoon. She was released on a $1,000 bond, ironically more than the amount of the alleged theft, just after 10 p.m. The article goes on and on, and they actually give her per- her address pretty... They almost give her damn address in the article, which is kind of like, what the fuck? Talk about doxing. Um, but Yeah. What do you think of her look? That you, you, what are you, her picture, her her image, that she 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 passes, yeah, like Florida man, Florida yeah. woman. In well, she she definitely looks like she's got like the sun in in her hair. Uh, I don't know if it's it's there, there's some highlights that I do not think are natural. Um, I like her like uh, she's got like a chola like an old school chola haircut like an old school like like Latin gangster haircut like where it's poofy, you know, like when you, if you ever like Google like eighties. Mexican like like cholos cholas like all all the women had this kind of like pompadour like I don't know haircut hairstyle she, drugs does she do drugs yeah probably no she's a rich bitch so she probably does cocaine well we don't know because she's a teacher so we don't know if she's actually rich but do they don't t- they don't drug test teachers well no but you said she's a, a rich bitch yeah okay. so I don't know if she's rich man well she's a million dollar home so maybe she's inherited some money or she's got a baby daddy or husband that's pretty well off or they just have a mortgage that they can't afford yeah and they're fucking broke which is why like I think she might have done the LA thing of of you know leasing a car that is like three quarters of her paycheck and she's dead broke so she's still She's she's stealing not even necessities. She's stealing fancy swirly lights from Home Depot. <laughs> and I think it's funny. Her name is Karen. I wonder if she complained while she was getting. Like, they're cuffing her uh, for shoplifting, and she's complaining like, "I want to speak with your. I want to speak with your fucking S- supervisor. Super, That's the word superior. You're, for. you're you're handcuffing me too tight. Probably that that." Regardless of whether she's got the chola haircut, like this whole story reeks of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I feel like entitled people—that's their their go-to. 
uh, even when they've done wrong. It's just, let me push back a little bit harder. Let me let me try to shift the blame around because it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> it wasn't me. Do, 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 do. Um, it wasn't me. But I had the LED lights. It wasn't me. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to something else. Let's move on to another segment. Ask Reddit. We uh, we picked out a couple questions on Ask Reddit. I don't know. Yeah. So here we go. The, uh, there is International Waffle Day. There is put a pillow on top of your fridge day, and there's talk like a pirate day. Today is make up your own holiday day. What holiday will you be celebrating? <laughs> there, there are a lot of dumb holidays. Yeah, like, and I have to assume at this point it's just kind of people memeing, making up holidays, and somehow getting them official. Yeah. So the question is, there's two roads you can go. It's like, do you just try to make up a really silly holiday that's funny, or do you try to make up one that actually has some sort of value, like you know that 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 fills a a hole in the holiday calendar? Come yeah. Mondo. The one that I got. Now that I can see your facial expressions, I said fill <laughs> a hole, and he just his face lit up. So the one I'd make is like single women giving a single guy blowjob day. That's that's what I would come up with. Like uh, now I see why he reacted to yeah, of course. Hell yeah, you sick bastard. I I would be it would be cool if like I got a random text from a single lady. She's like, hey, you know what holiday it is? I'm like, no. What is it? Tell me. I got to give you a blowjob to. Oh, okay, sure, no problem. Like I'd be I'd be all about it. That'd be fun. It, okay, just just to be clear, in your mind, in this in this holiday, what is. Who is this single woman? What 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 is she? What does she look like? What is her her backstory? Where she's like, yeah, you know what? I've got nothing to do today. Oh, it's give a give a a single guy a blowjob day. I'm gonna sign up for that. Well, hopefully, hopefully she's uh, she's got to have a a good um prison record. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I say she's got to be kind of like like a good sense of uh humor to like go with it. You know what I mean? Like okay, okay, fucker. You know like. I I wouldn't you know hopefully she's not like just some she has to have a good sense of humor to yeah. suck your dick. What Congrats, I mean, Mama, like, you just played to, yourself to, to go along <laughs> to go along with the theme. Like, hey, guess what? I got it. You know, I like okay, cool, sweet. Oh, so, okay, so we're selling this as like this is like a joke, like gag holiday. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it'd be kind of cool if she followed through with it. You know what I mean? Like she she calls me up, hey, I gotta suck your dick because it's suck. Like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It would. It, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be a complete stranger. It'd probably be like a, like a, a fellow bachelorette that knows, like happens to know I'm single. It's like, hey, you know. Well, this is what would actually happen. We're, here, let's, <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to role play this. You you get a call on your phone. You're like, you're all excited. It's it's national blowjob week or whatever. You're just week? Sit- I said day, but oh, week sorry, day. even better. Sorry. I'll t- I'll t- national Whatever National Blowjob Day. Let's make it a month. Fuck it. You're you're sitting by your phone like a like a kid waiting to open his Christmas presents. Your phone goes bring bring, bring bring. That's that's the phone sound. Bring okay. bring. Yeah. Okay. Hello? You know how rope. What, 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 what do you do? Oh, oh h- hello. Who's this? Uh, hello. Is, is this Armando? <laughs> is, uh, is this Armando Ramirez? Bethany, is that you again? I could tell by your this, deep voice. This this is Bethany. Do, do you I'm still, calling up for Armando for. Are you still eating? Blowjob day. Put your hamburger down. Are you still eating? <laughs> I 
Oh, it's blowjob day. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to eat some sausage. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I, I'm just a dainty young lady. I, I appreciate the offer, but uh, somebody else already fulfilled my holiday uh, week or day or whatever. Come Thank on. You can have a twofer. Uh, okay, I take a rain check. How about next year? How about a year from today? Okay, next year. Same, same time. I'll call you back next year. We'll be International Blowjob Day. Yep. I'm ready. Sweet. Awesome. Talk, okay. talk, to, you, talk to you next time. All week. right. I've got some more calls to make. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> she has, she's, she gets like rejected by like 10 other dudes. She's just, just trying to fulfill the, uh, the it's, day. It's, it's, it's Bethany. Bethany. That, that is who's going to call you, Mondo. All right. So if she, she's got a good personality, I, I'll, you know, I'll go hang she's out. Got, Bethany has a sense of humor. Bethany can show up with like, like a, like a handle of some good whiskey and uh and just and she could per, like pretend like she just wants to Netflix and chill with me and like who knows after several shots we may I, I may oblige I don't know I may get the beer goggles and be like let's just do this fuck it you're here <laughs> what <laughs> what about you what would your what would your own holiday be if you could make up a holiday and you can't use the same one because I know you're thinking the same one you think you think I'm thinking Mike. Blow, uh, so so you did blowjob day. I want blowjob week. No, no. I I think uh, in thirteen year old boy fantasy world, that's an amazing holiday. I think practically probably not going to work very well. Okay, not so much. Um, so what I was trying to think is, it's like, do we need a holiday to to celebrate someone or or a or a, a group of people that just don't quite get the recognition that they deserve, right? Because there's there's Mother's Day, or of course you gotta you gotta have Mother's Day, right? Mother's mm -hmm. Day, they bring you into the world, they take care of you, they they wipe wipe the, the shit off your butt when you're little, um, you, you know, in some people's cases, even when they're a little bit older. Um, not not not, hey, not me, not don't. So you turn your national... judgeful gaze my way. I just meant, you know, there, there's some people who are, who are even when they're they're older, they're developmentally different. Um, this was a weird tangent, but so what I was trying to say is, is, is there is there a group of people that aren't getting the recognition uh, recognition because you've, you've got you got Mother's Day, you got Father's Day. Well, that's why I say single dudes blowjob day. Like we don't get recognition. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a group that especially needs recognition. I need recognition. <laughs> it's like. Yes, all the valuable contributions to society that yeah. you've made as a, a single, Hell yeah. single male. Um, I'm not out there impregnating bitches, making little mondos. That's a good. That's a good noble thing. That, that's that's your 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 lack of getting laid is the reason why they can't get pregnant from the mouth. Is all I'm saying. What's your holiday that you know you didn't have my my oh. same health class? What eighth grade health? You can get pregnant anywhere. It can, oh shit. It could like travel like down from the chin all the way down the belly. Oh no! It could migrate. You don't know. They were they were very strict. I went to a, a uh, an Amish school, so they were their abstinence program was like very intense. Um, but we didn't have an overhead projector because they they couldn't use that technology. They just they just had to like backlit it with a candle. Jeffy's national holiday is. Yeah, I'm stalling a little bit. I never I came know. up with one. Um, I think, I think my holiday, snap judgment, is I'm gonna make 
uh, Aunt and Uncle's Day. Aunt and Uncle's Day. Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah, because you know what? I'm a cool uncle, and it'd be cool if my niece and nephew hooked me up with some show. Oh, it's my birthday. I mean, I wasn't thinking of like you specifically. Okay. I wasn't making a holiday just for you, but God like, damn it. I had a really cool, great aunt. She 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 loved the color purple. She would dress. The, she was, was she a she, fan of Oprah Winfrey? She, no, she's not a fan of Oprah Winfrey. She was a big <laughs> basketball fan. She was like a hardcore Boston Celtics fan, like when I was a little kid. Um, and this is the part. This is one of the stories that like always cracks me up. Is when she she moved out to Colorado for retirement uh, before she died, and because she had she had some like I, I can't remember how they related to her, but there were family out there in addition to my mom. And but when she's out in Colorado, somehow like she got the phone number of one of like the Nuggets players and was like texting with him. Hmm. Again, she's probably ninety six at this point. It's like just having a little text conversation, and then he he invites her to a Nuggets game as as like her, his guest. So she gets I don't know if it was courtside, but it was it was you know first second row seats, and I I wasn't there. I saw the the outfit that she went into. Just head to toe purple, <laughs> like purple, like um, kind of like velvet, like a purple velvet dress, purple velvet hat with like a big purple feather in it. Like that was her favorite color. So when she when she got dressed up, it was a lot of purple. And at that point, she could not really walk. And she, so she had a little little wheelie and she was just wheeling up uh, to a Nuggets game. And that was that was Aunt Eileen. I, can, I, can I ask, is she still with us? She's not. Okay. If she were I mean, to be with it, she's not. She, I don't think she's ever been a Flagstaff for one, if, if, and for two, she's dead. So. <laughs> you dickhead. If, so she, if she were, if she, if she were alive, and you created this holiday. Hello, Armando. It, and this you, is Aunt Darlene. Do you have no, a question no, no, no. for me? No, no, I'm asking Aaron Jaffe, and and you were to. You want to ask my great nephew? Yes. A question. If you were to buy something for your aunt on National Aunt and Uncle Day, what would you buy your aunt, like, to show appreciation? Just, like, a sick purple jumpsuit. But, <laughs> like, but like not, because, again, her, her purple stuff is all very old school. Like, we want, like, like more, like, an Anna Eileen, like, hip-hop inspired. So next time she rolls up to a Nuggets game on her wheelie, she can have a little bit more, like, contemporary style. Maybe, maybe even, you know, like, some of those, um, oh, that would be even better. You know, some of those, uh, those, basketball shoes where you can kind of like customize them and like choose your colors uh-huh. get her like like purple i don't know who her new favorite player was she became a lakers fan she would have loved the lebron lakers too um there you go so i would have gotten her like like purple like laker like but even more purple are the lakers blue or purple i'm colorblind purple and yellow or gold. i would have gotten her even like more of like a, a richer purple than the lakers though but with the, their logo she would have actually worn those around too i could just see this uh Older aunt, like sporting like like hip hop like sweatpants jumper pants with the stripes on the sides and like yeah. like a jumper shirt with a I don't know big Kobe number twenty four jersey and, and then you find their tearaway pants You're like I don't need no <laughs> she's don't got purple. do it <laughs> she's got purple uh, skivvies underneath that uh, that'd be whoa uh, cool that was a uh, let's see what what other answers Reddit had for that question um, drink. Bourbon to commemorate Jessica Walter. That's day. A great one. The Reddit fuck? user. What the fuck are you talking about, bud? Yeah, eat shit. Today is coffee in the park when you should be at the office day. <laughs> okay, that's kind of cool. Coffee in the park. So when that, you that person just hates their job. All right. Right. 
being completely mediocre and unremarkable day. Oh, okay. So let's, let's now we've got three holidays for you. Hey, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we've got, we, got the, we got the blowjob day. It's we've time got to, the, the aunt and uncle's day and the completely unremarkable day. All right. I don't give a shit day where nobody gives a shit. National gangbang and orgy day. Holy moly, dude. Holy moly. So, so this person sort of ran with your theme and just, just, I don't know about a gangbang. I'm just talking about a simple blowjob, dude. I'm not talking about like, you know, taking advantage of like to triple, quadruple teaming a chick. That's gross. Um, a, 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 an actual orgy sounds like possibly the worst thing ever to me. Um, cause it's not like the ones that you would see like in a porn film where the people are still, uh, at least reasonably attractive, if not, uh, you know, uh, cosmetically enhanced and a little trashy. I feel like the people that would actually show up, it, it, there were, it would be hard to tell if you just saw them in a police lineup. If you're seeing the people that actually showed up for this this orgy day, and you saw the people that you you just pulled out of, uh, like the the Walmart checkout line oh, at no. two in the morning, Holy shit. it would be like the it, you wouldn't be able to. You're like, okay, is this the Walmart two in the morning checkout line? Or you'd be, you're like, or, or is this the people that show up for the National Orgy Day? And the people like, I don't know. It's the same group of people. I can't tell. Here, here's another one. I was reading some of the other answers. Here's another one that I would I would dude, celebrate. Dude, wait, hold on. Quick question. What if it was literally the same group of people? The people at the Walmart in 2 a.m. showed up there for an impromptu orgy. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> Just when you thought Walmart checkout line couldn't get any worse. Um, here's one. Here's one that if it were a holiday, I would take advantage. I would. I would celebrate this day, Pillow Fort Day. That's I would totally. Dope. I would totally. Dude, I used to have fun doing that when I was a kid. So I would build a pillow fort and just be a fucking goofball eight year old again for a day. I, I mean, just, Mondo, we, we're in a rental house. There's a bunch of blankets and pillows. <laughs> are, you, are you suggesting there's we nothing, build? Nothing stopping us from making the we're gonna the, order the, the UFC two what is it two sixty pillow fort. Dude, we're going to do UFC 260 Pillow Fort. We're going to order like Uber Eats and like the Uber drivers that come deliver the food and we're like going to be in the Uber, in the in the Pillow Fort. Have you ever watched Community? Uh, no. That was one of the best episodes where they they are are just making these like monstrous pillow forts. And that's it's sort of in the background of the episode and then it becomes you know in the forefront they're they're having like a a slow speed chase on their hands and knees. They're chasing someone oh, through shit. this elaborate pillow fort. And they're like, and they're like, quick, we're gonna cut through the Turkish district. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> was, that was one of the funnier episodes. So I'm just imagining what you're saying. Like he he opens the door, and it and it's, there's just like a sheet that's like leading into the pillow fort. Like the whole house has been pillow forted over. That'd be cool. I would I would celebrate it for sure. I mean, we're we're gonna have to get a lot more blankets. So. Um, Let's 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 get on with this so we have time to gather all the necessary blankets and pillows and sheets to construct this masterpiece. Ask Reddit question number two. What discontinued item should be brought back? Did you have time to think about that one when I Dude, I can't even th- I don't even know what a a discontinued item I can think of is because there's some, a lot of the ones are just technology that isn't really effective. Well, anymore. no, like things like, okay, like I'm throwing, this is not my answer, but this could be one. The Twinkies. Twinkies are extinct. Yeah. They're not. Are, are they? Yeah. We didn't. I don't know. I could have swore like hostess discontinued them and they don't make them anymore. And 
Twinkies are an abomination to, uh, no, uh, to science uh, and nature. What so. the fuck? How dare you, sir? Twinkies are amazing. I love Twinkies. I, I wouldn't eat them all the time, but they're a nice little treat with some coffee. Like, they're ma- they're not biodegradable. I know, but they're delicious. I, I'm, you know what? I, I, just pull, I just did a, a list. Discontinued items. And this is 37 discontinued products people desperately want to return. Butterfinger BBs. I could not care less. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, McDonald's fried apple pie. But can I hold on? But can I give you my answer then before you read the list? Because that's as similar as the oh sure reading off the Reddit answers too. Anyway, so my, my number one all time discontinued item that should be brought back is the Del Taco big fat crispy chicken soft taco. Oh fuck, that was mine. You know, it's not not that, but yeah, that is actually mine. Now that I think about it, that thing was like two bucks, but just one taco was like a good. Very good portion. Two of them was a fucking meal. Like you were stuffed. That and like a drink, or that and like uh, you know some French fries, dude. The best item that. And then f- I don't know why they discontinued it. Maybe because it's so cheap, or I-, I just don't know. I think they've tried to bring back similar products, but they just don't do so well. But the, but the big fat crispy chicken soft taco at Del Taco was the shit. For for me, you know, now that I think about it, it actually. There is a, the chicken power burrito. Where's that? From Taco Bell. Uh, and the reason I like that was because it, it didn't sell very well because it was more expensive than I think any of the other burritos or, or things on the menu. And it probably doesn't, just just from a f- pure like like mouth pleasure, like, mm, oh, I just want something. I don't think it probably tastes as good either. But the difference was they used way better ingredients, which is why it was more expensive. Huh. And... When I ate it, my stomach is like, oh, this is real food. Like, Yeah, it's not fucking a processed bullshit. So that was my always my go-to where I'm like, because it was like 5 or $6 for it. Um, and it wasn't huge. It wasn't that much food. I mean, it was big, but I could eat like one and definitely two of them. I'm like, that's a full meal. So anytime I was in a hurry, I'm like, fuck, I need real food, but I don't have a lot of time. And then you don't want to eat shit fast food, so you get that power burger. Well, I just, I just don't eat shit fast food. I mean, I just would, I would not order there. So, but So that was like such a great... Um, alternative, and they they got rid of it. I think they still have the power bowls, but like if you're in a hurry, I'm not going to Taco Bell for a meal. I don't want like a bowl where I have to sit down with yeah. a fork and everything. It was a, like no, I just need to grab this and be able to eat in the car real quick. A burrito is such a good shape for it to go. Like so, you, you just palm it and eat it. Yeah, I don't understand why they got rid of the power burrito, but they kept the power bowl. It's just to torment me. I'm and I'm still. I'm this whole time I've been scrolling through the list of. 37 things that people are discontinued and they want back. And I'm like, I, I could not care about any of these. Uh, a Volkswagen Type 2. That's... A car, yeah. Like a, it's like a weird van-looking thing. I'm like, no, no Volkswagen. I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. So um, You know what? Because we we were talking about discontinued food specifically. Excuse me. Um, when I was younger, KFC... And they brought it back. Asterisk, before I gave the whole story. The KFC used to have this thing called Chicken Littles. But when we were younger, when I was like between the ages of, I don't know, six and 10, somewhere thereabouts, these things were a quarter. And they were basically like, they were basically like little mini chicken sliders, but they were a quarter. So even back then, they were super cheap. We would get like, you know, 10 of them or whatever. And like, I'd eat half or whatever. Like, and they brought them back like five years ago, I believe. But they were like two bucks for each one. It's like, nah, it's no longer a value. Like, what the fuck is the point to pay two bucks for a fucking chicken little one? I can go to like 
whatever and get like a McChicken sandwich for a buck, you know? You know what else has been discontinued? And I, I could take it or leave it if they, they brought it back. Gina Carano's acting career. Oh, dick. Boo. You asshole. Wait, like this Gina is crazy. Carano. One of the, 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 These things look absolutely gross. There was something called, wait, I just scrolled past it. It was Frankenstuff hot dogs. I don't know what that it, is. It's like a hot dog, but then it has chili on the in the inside, so it's like a hot dog casing with chili in the middle of it. Mm. It's like that just, just sounds like, kind of like lazy. Yeah, it's like I could just probably just make chili and yeah, hot dogs. Make a chili dog. I don't think I need that. And then wait, what was the other one that they they had? I'm scrolling. I re- I do remember these. These were absolutely disgusting. Squeeze it. Oh, those were like uh, they were like. Like sugary drinks, just right? Pure. It wasn't even a drink. It was like just a sugar concoction, a potion. But they they made them in these like plastic bottles where you can squeeze the plastic and it would gush into your mouth or whatever. Yeah, it was like it was like liquid candy. Hmm. How about this? I don't know if these are discontinued. You'll have to ask ask, ask eh, answer the question. Remember those little frozen Otter Pop things that they had like eight different flavors and each one had like a different like caricature on it. They were no, called they were I called don't. otter pops, but I it was the same thing. They were it was basically it was basically like flavored water. Okay. That that were um, like like icicle stick, uh, oblong sticks, and you just uh, just stick them in the freezer, and then they'd be like frozen, like mm. like crushed ice treats. Yeah. But the the flavors of them were, um, you know, they were they were they were tasty, but you know they were bad for you. They were a ton of sugar, but each one had like a color like the. I don't know, I'm making this shit up, but the purple one was like a big fat purple caricature, and then, then the lemon flavored guy was like a, I don't know. Okay. But yeah. They're called Otter Pops. I don't know if they still make them, but those are bomb. Um, yeah, what, what's Reddit have to say? Reddit says uh, strawberry shortcake extra gum. Uh, okay. Sure. Pizza flavored Pringles. Ew. Oh, that, yeah, Ew. I actually just passed that on this 37 list. That sounds disgusting. Um,. Lifesavers, cream savers. I think I had those once or twice. They are not that great. Lawn darts. <laughs> this is the dumbest game, and it was incredibly dangerous. Uh, this is an interesting answer. Pez dispensers. They I don't st- think they they still have them. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think they're discontinued. You just gotta find the right. In fact, some of them are like kind of collectors now. If you can find, oh, I'm sure there's extremely expensive Pez dispensers. No, yeah, out for real, there. there are, there are. It's like it's this, a hobby. this is a mint condition. 1942, like, and it's like something. I bet there's super racist pence dispensers out there that are collectibles items. This is this is the um, what you call it? Who who's? Oh, I can't I can't remember now. Uh, and I don't want to get it wrong, but like this is a Jim Crow era Pez dispenser. There's a bunch of other ones on Reddit, but they're all they all you know. It's strangely enough, most of them, if not all of them, are all food related. Um, discontinued items from different places. So, um, so there you go, uh, degenerates. That's the uh, ask Reddit questions for the week. Um, Aaron, I got to take a piss, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you run with this this uh, this wonderful note new show that I happen to catch the uh, the title for. Um, you know, lately a lot of PC culture they're trying to flip the script on you know male feminine whatever so like they did like a all woman ghostbusters recently um like in the avengers movie they did like these all woman 
um, superheroes scene, you know. So they're do, they're making strides to kind of flip the script and make them like gender equal. Um, so I saw this this trailer. I don't know if you happen to watch this show on Netflix called The Spice Boys, a take on the Spice Girls, but it's all dudes. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> oh, good lord. I'm trying to tell you. So, so first of all, like there wasn't a Spice Girl show, was there? There was a show. I don't know if there's a show. There's a movie. Oh, good lord! So, I I just found finding out there was a Spice Girls movie. I I know that there was a Spice Girls musical group. Can you call it music? I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard any of their songs. I just know that one of them is married to David Beckham. Um, so, I I feel like if there was going to be a, a Spice Boy a Spice Boys movie, I think that's the translation. I don't know what the actual name of it is, but but the Spice Boys. I mean, if you've been listening to Armando's recommendations and my recommendations, you know we've been watching a lot of you know foreign stuff. Uh, we really liked Lupin. At least I did. Did you yeah. like it? Oh, I loved it. Lupin. I'm waiting. I'm waiting uh, for the that second that half. That was French. Yeah, so we watched it with subtitles. We both we we both really really liked Kingdom, uh-huh. which was a South Korean adaptation. Season three. Where you at? So, it's gonna come as no shock that the Spice Boys again. It's the translation. I I'm looking at the actual name and I don't even understand what those characters mean or what the sounds correspond to them but the Spice, Bo- uh, Spice Boys is, is about a South Korean K-pop group <laughs> the Spice Boys and it, it's it, it, it kind of ties into a lot of the other South Korean properties because I've been really impressed you know S- South Korea has really upped their game in, sort, in terms of their media that they're putting out into the world. I mean, it, at first, K-pop was kind of lame, right? It's always been kind of lame, but there's some people that appreciate it. Yeah, but then, then you know, they, they've got shows like Kingdom out there. They, the, a South Korean film won the Academy Award for the best picture. Parasite. Was that South Korean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, when I initially saw it, probably similar to most of our listeners who, when they heard that title from you were like, that sounds like the dumbest thing anyone has ever said. Why would someone suggest that as a show? Are they just trying to, to torture the writers who have to come up with the ideas for this? That's not right. Like, hey, hey, South Korean producers, we want something that's going to be entertaining, right? Why would you do that to us? What is wrong with you, South Korean producers? What the fuck, you fucking assholes? Come up with a better idea for us to write, you pieces of shit. And uh, and you know, like the South Korean producer, they're very, they're they're you know a very formal, um, polite culture. And that was that was a little bit. So that that whole group of writers got fired. They're like, go. You you spent too much time around Americans. You're not right for a culture. And so they brought in a second group who are a lot more humble. And they're like, oh yes, yeah, so we will try to make a masterpiece out of this wonderful idea that you've presented with us, kind sirs. Oh, my cheeks we, hurt. We thank you for the opportunity to write this show. We will make it something special. And what they did, and this is the great part, because the, the South, these South Korean producers thought it was a great idea. They're like, everyone loves K-pop, it's big. And what they, what they did 
was a spoof of K-pop. Because mm. you really... It, it, K-pop's kind of got to the point where, like, it, it is... It's a little bit silly. I mean, uh, not gonna lie, the, the, the K-pop girl groups, like, definitely some attractive... And then you you want to say women, you're like, but are they? Like, <laughs> they could be 14 and wearing a lot of makeup. They, these women, they could be 32. It, it, sometimes it's hard to tell with Asians. They, 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 they age could be very bo- well. They could be little boys and not little girls? No, they're not. Stop it. <laughs> that is not the case. You're like, but, you're smashing my dreams of all those little skirts. But uh, so so this 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 is about this whole it's it's a series right yeah yeah it's a series it's a series about a a K-pop group that is coming for their big tour to America and they want to like break out like they're gonna be this is the, the you know they think this is gonna be their big Beatles moment like because they're they're huge they're huge in South Korea adoring fans everywhere you know. Everywhere they go, like screaming, um, Korean girls. I was about to, I was about to yell, Hata! and then I was like, no, that's Japanese, but whatever. <laughs> they just come like, ah, South Korean, Spice Boys, wow, we're biggest fans. So like, they're used to this treatment, and it's it's actually, you know what, it really kind of does remind me of now that I think about it. It is a spoof, but it kind of has this Borat vibe to it because it's not Borat. It's not doing Borat things, but like they're booked on this tour through the United States ah. and they've never been exposed to the U S and there, there actually is some sort of like hidden camera stuff like Borat where the people don't know that they're, they're actors and they're, but they're, they're just sort of playing. And so they're, they're, they're booked in some, some festivals. Like, uh, they get, they get booked in Burning Man. Oh shit. <laughs> so Holy it's like, moly. it's just like innocent K-pop boy band, the Spice Boys. And like, they get lost in Burning Man. They're trying to they're, they're trying to find the the stage that they're supposed to play in, um, and that was that was probably one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie where it, it, they, they someone someone gets them to eat mushrooms with them. Oh shit! And like they think it's regular mushrooms. It's like they're like, oh yes, traditional American food. Thank you, thank you. And they're but then they're just tripping balls and. They're seeing like these giant like dancing girl like K-pop dancing girls that like their eyes start glowing red and there's like smoke coming out of their ears. They're having all kinds of, of visions. It's and it, it really it, it does a great job contrasting cultures. That's sort of the thing that I like the most about the show. Um, hey, can you tell me a little bit about the? Because uh, there's five of them. Tell me a little bit about like they're each because they all have like their own their own trope. Yeah, the big word you used yesterday. They each have their own. Tell me about the five different um, members of the Spice Boys. So, so when you're talking about a character, it's called an archetype. Sure, archetype. Sure. Um, and and that is the funny part, right? So, in 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 the, the the typical boy band archetypes, you always had you always had the heartthrob, right? And the heartthrob is I, like I, you gotta admit, like he's he's a good looking kid. But the funniest part is he's like five foot six. <laughs> So he's a short guy. So yeah, so over in Korea, like he's not that short, and it, that's always the way of it, right? Like like actors, and I think smaller people tend to have like like very kind of like good like angular faces, like they've got good features. Uh, and there's a lot of movie actors like historically have been shorter because of that. Um, and Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, smoke show <laughs> when he was younger. Danny DeVito, like he. He would have been like the first most successful heartthrob in a boy band. 
Um, and and there's still still to this day, there's many many women who have Danny DeVito posters on their walls from when he, when he was their childhood, even tattoos. I heard Danny. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean I, I meant more like Tom Cruise's and and that that sort of ilk. Oh, okay. Antonio Banderas is also a rather short gentleman. Mm. Um, but but this guy again, he he's he's South Korean, so five foot six isn't that short for South Korea, but he he he's constantly uh, a little bit overwhelmed by by the the sheer physical size of some of the American crowds because he's also a, a slight human being, and when they play the show in Texas, and it's just like everyone is like. I'm not gonna say morbidly obese, but they're they're hefty. Oh, okay. They're Texas XL sized, right? And he's like this little like getting mobbed by these um, these you know these, these chubby girls gotcha. and kind of like literally getting bounced around between their bosoms. Oh shit! Um, like a like a, li- a little South Korean heartball, uh, heart, sorry, heartthrob pinball. Gotcha. Bounce between their bosoms. It's a little bit much. So that part was funny. Um, and then you've always got the one who's supposed to be like a little dangerous, um, and then but again like like the the South Koreans when they think they're dangerous it's it's almost like adorable because they they either have like spiked their hair or they'll do like a mohawk and it's like I'm a bad boy and it's it's again when you when you see them you're like you you <laughs> you you are an effeminate South Korean male and you just made your hair uh, into something you thought looked tough. Um, and and that that part again was was funny because there, there's a scene um, when I can't remember which show they were playing, it, but it, it was uh, I, I think I think there it was it was it was a show it wasn't it wasn't in Texas it was somewhere in the south I think it was it was uh, in in Georgia hmm. where um, their their tour bus breaks down and they're they're gonna get mugged oh. And he's like, he's like, don't worry, I will handle this. And he's gonna do like his his uh, he's like karate, and then the muggers just pull out guns, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he and there's and it, I mean and and the the pin your pants joke is is a, is definitely a little bit cliched, but I thought I felt like they earned it in that scene, mm. um, because he 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 pees his pants, and then, and then they start laughing at him. And then while they're laughing at him, distracted, he does his karate and beats the shit out of him, which was a cool. It was a nice little twist. Ah. You're like, I didn't see, I didn't see that coming. Um, so, so that's that's the that's the tough one. And then of course, there's always like the older one. You know what I mean? Just just for just for like the older sisters or maybe some of the more pervy moms that get dragged along to the show. Um, and he's got like he's got like streaks of gray in his hair. <laughs> You you know what I'm talking about. There was who was it in the Backstreet Boys? There was the one named like Joey or something who was older. I don't remember Backstreet Boys names, but sure, Joey's the older one. Dude, I I had a, was given a long lecture about the Backstreet Boys and the importance of boy bands in a young girl's life. Uh, by, by who? What was her name? Sarah Hutchinson. I don't know who that is. That was that was a player I coached when I was still fairly new coaching and she was t- she was talking about the backstreet boys i wanted to start making fun of them she's like don't you even <laughs> don't you she's she, she's very assertive she's a very sort of uh, young woman she's like, do you not make fun of them i was like whoa okay i'm sorry whoa. and then she starts explaining how important 
these bands can be to a, to a young girl's development. I was like, okay, I'll never, I'll never make fun of them again in front of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so the, the funniest part is like, like, I think, I think most of the band members are like in their twenties, but they all look like they're in their early teens. Cause it's, it's, you know, South Korean boy band. And it's like, like the older one, I, 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 he could be anywhere from like 30 to 50. I can't oh, tell, shit. <laughs> but he looks like he's like maybe like 20 years old. Oh, okay. So he's, he's older in age, but doesn't have like a, a, a haggard look to him. Um, but the fun, but the part that's really screwed. He, the way that he shows that he's older and he does chain smoke a lot. So all of them have kind of, um, I don't want to say effeminate, but they have they have a young quality of their voice, maybe a little bit more high pitched. It's like it's like oh, I'm I am the tough one. Oh, I'm I'm the bad boy. I will do karate. And this guy's like, he just has like a he sounds like a a fifty year old chain smoking woman. He's just. You know, they have all these sort of soft, like silky voices. And then, and then, uh, I, I wish I knew anything in Korean. I don't know any words, but he's just like, hello. <laughs> hello. So he's, he's clearly, he's clearly the base of the group of the singing group. He's like the base, the yeah. base guy. Gotcha. Yeah. He doesn't really, I don't actually, I think he's mostly just lip syncing. He's just there for, <laughs> to, to round the group out. But yeah, yeah, he, on some of the lower numbers. And like I said, he's mainly there for the older sisters and the moms. Mm. Um, so what, that was, what, that was three of them. That's three. I have to do two more? Uh-huh. I don't remember the other ones as well. Those were the ones that stood <laughs> out to me the most. What What about the, uh, the one that was, uh, that was uh, gender questionable? Wasn't there one that was like, are you okay, this is boy? I mean... That's, okay, that's why I don't remember them, because I guess, yes, technically, but they all kind of were. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was, it was really hard to keep him, keep track, which was the, the gender questionable one. Um, but that actually was a, was a cool thing, because, cause, you know, I don't know. I don't know what uh, South Korea's stance towards homosexuality is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask right there. What, what, I'm asking Google, what oh. is South Korea's... Stance, homo. We're we're learning about the world through these shows. <laughs> we're broadening our horizons. I think they're okay with it. If the if, if some Asian uh, countries are okay with like the lady boys. L- no, you're thinking about, that's that's Thai. Yeah, yeah, I know. Le- lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people in South Korea face legal challenges oh. and discrimination. Oh no, not experienced by non-LGBT. So it's becoming more accepting. But they still have a lot of trouble, right? Like there's, they still, they still do not quite have the same equal rights. And that was probably just in terms of like feel good moments. That was amazing because it, this character does really feel like the, like the the gay black sheep of the group. <laughs> he, he's 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 the sequin wearing sheep, and uh, and they they play show in. Uh, I guess it was, it was like, I think it was like the Lower East Side, but like the Southern part of Manhattan, uh, where this big, big gay community. And he just, he just gets, he, he just sort of gets so much uh, affection and, and praise. And then sort of the, the, the best part is they're, they're playing the show and it's, it's like a shitty show during the day. It's a day show, which is the worst part. And there's like no, there's like only a few people there. And then, yeah, a small group of the gay community, you know, sees them, and they actually like pull them outside, and it's the pride parade. (laughs) 
and it's it, it it was probably one of the best um like like send-offs or not send-offs like one of the best spoofs in the whole thing because you remember the the Ferris Bueller scene where he's he's singing Dunkashane and then and then uh Shape Me Up Baby it's been a while since I've seen Ferris Bueller. Oh, good lord! You don't remember the parade scene in Ferris Bueller? I remember the parts of the parade scene, like towards the well, end, so, he's on the car, and yeah, yeah. So it, it's basically a spoof of that, but instead of "Shake Me Up, Baby," he's singing "Rocket Man" by Elton John. <laughs> I'm a rocket man. That's that's the slow version, and then he uh, he just he switches from Rocket Man because you remember in in Ferris Bueller at first he's singing "Dunkashane," which is a much that's also not how you pronounce that in German, but whatever. He's much slower, you know, Dankeschön, darling, Dankeschön. And then he switches to Shake Me Up Baby to, like, pick up the, the tempo. So he starts by singing, and this this the spoof of it, he starts by singing Rocket Man by Elton John, and then he switches to Living La Vida Loca. Oh, shit. Just blows it out. It's, and it's just such a fun scene. And he, you know, any parade singing scenes are fun, and they really set it up well. And then who was the, who was the fifth one? I don't even remember. The the fifth one was the one that because you mentioned black sheep earlier. <laughs> there's, there's there's a black Korean. There's well there, the 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 there's fa- not. I would the, remember him. The father was black and the mother was Korean, so they came out looking a little bit like Tiger Woods. But yeah, they're Korean. How do I not remember him? It's because they did a really good job of making him blend in with the rest of the Spice Boys. Spice Boys. <laughs> I was trying to think of the name. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's and, and and again, that was another sort of uh, culture clash for him because, like, he, he's used to being like the, the, like not not the tough one, but like he he's their authority on black culture. In uh, he's got cornrows <laughs> in Korea, and then he gets to the U.S. and they play a show in Detroit, and he's like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> I I am a bit out of my element." And uh, and again, they do another. It's another great spoof. Um, you know, th- there's there's a lot of send-offs. Like I said, this this is sort of a, a spoof of boy bands. And they they he ends up in an eight mile esque rap battle. Oh shit! In Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is it is. I you know I don't want to spoil it, but it, it it has that same kind of punch and lyricism as Eminem. But it's this little South Korean kid, which, by the way, I do want to I do want to give a shout out to to Jin, who is one of the best all time actual rap battlers in like the real rap battle. Scene, I don't know who that is. There's a we'll, we'll look him up afterwards. There's there's an Asian dude named Jin who just slaughters everybody. So that was that was a a good scene, and it was it was had, that that part had its own sort of like mini arc. Um, I where, wonder if he was half black, half Korean. Well, yeah. Well, like er, early on, <laughs> he, he's he's really shook by like the black culture in America that he runs into. He he realizes like, oh, I'm not really a part of this. But then he actually gains their respect in the rap battle scene, which I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want. I, yes, yes, it's nice when the shows like this that are spoofs are funny, but it's also nice when you can you can have some 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 feel good moments. Uh, so I mean that's all five of them. You got you got the the heartthrob, the quote unquote tough guy, the older one, uh, the you said gender, gender. I don't know how you gender put it. questionable. Gender questionable. What well, he was just he was just gay. He wasn't gender questionable. <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. He wasn't trans or anything. And then then there was the the uh, the the black one. Who? <laughs> it's funny though. It is weird in America that 
if if you're like like just just partially black, you refer to as black. Yeah. It's really it is I guess a lot of it is really how how you look. I mean, I I this isn't part of the show, but I remember I saw an art uh I think it was a Reddit thread about two two twins. Mm-hmm. And they're both girls, but they were fraternal twins. They weren't identical. Mm-hmm. And it was to one black parent and one white parent. And the one just got way more genetics, obviously, from the black parent. The other got way more genetics from the white parent. So, like, you can see the resemblance, but if you didn't see them together and you saw the one, you'd be like, oh, like, she looks white. And you see the other one, it's like, oh, well, she looks black. Just the way we're kind of programmed to, to view people in that lens in, in this country. And it's like, yo, they have the same parents. This is crazy. Yeah, it, it sucks. I get it. But on the flip of that, like, there's a lot of Latin people that just generally call all Latin people Mexican. Like, they could be Salvadorian, they could be whatever, and like, oh, you're all Mexican. Venezuelan? Like, yeah, sure. Puerto Rican? Yep. And it's, El Salvadorian? You know, I, I, I personally don't get offended because I am Mexican. Spanish? But I imagine some of those Guatemalan? People, yeah, I imagine some of those. Um, Nicaraguan? Other, uh-huh. They probably get bummed out. And Cuban? Out. Yep. All that. Um, Argentinian? So that was the... Uh, the rest of the show is just me. Saying hey, all the did Latino you, do you have an, a real... Netflix show that you've been because I I haven't I've been just kind of watching older ones. Do you have a real Netflix show that you've been kind of like um, watching or checking out lately recently? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I had one that I watched. I it wasn't one of my favorites, but I, I enjoyed it. I think enough where I could recommend it. It was and this is older. It's been out for a while. Okay, it's called Russian Doll. Russian Doll. Um, and. The the lead character is uh, Natasha Lyonne of American Pie fame. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a kind of bitchy. She 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 was the one that I can't remember the characters, but she she was kind of a side character that that uh, was paid to spread rumors about yeah. the the penis size of one of the main characters. Yeah. In, somehow in hopes of getting a prom date. I don't think that guy the, the character in that film really thought the movie through. But anyhow, <laughs> she's not playing that character. Um, but she is playing a little bit of a de- degenerate. Come to think about it, mm. she she's playing uh, she's playing like a, a born and bred New Yorker, um, who is just. I mean, you don't get to see her do a lot of this stuff, but like her one of her friends in this fro- show describes her as a cockroach, and she gets kind of pissed off. And they're like, "No, like you you would survive anything. Like I've seen you." Like, oh. take all the drugs and alcohol, and you just keep going. And she she gets stuck in this sort of uh, Groundhog Day-esque loop where she dies, and she comes back to life at the same moment, like, at her birthday party. And then she keeps dying. and she But she's dying at, at weird times, and sometimes she's dying in ways that don't seem like she actually should die. And it, it starts out as, as just her trying to come to grips with what's happening. Um, mm. And then, and then it becomes almost like a little bit of a mystery where she's trying to figure out why she keeps dying and like what's behind it and what's happening. And there is a lot of humor, like N- Natasha Leone just being just a, I couldn't give a fuck New Yorker. Yeah. Um, sort of, and, and kind of a, a little bit of a, a, a degenerate for sure. She also, her, her, her job in the, the show is that she's a video game programmer. Okay. Um, which is which is definitely kind of cool, and so there's there, it's it's kind of dark and weird, and 
there's some some good humor in it, and there's it definitely picks up. I, I I'm gonna give one small spoiler, just because I I almost dropped the show after the first two episodes, where I was like, ah, is this really going somewhere? This isn't holding my interest. And then at the end of one of, one of the early episodes, she's she's like going. Uh, in an elevator up to her office, like where where you know the game design company's headquarters are, and the elevator goes out and starts like shaking, and she's they're they're falling down. Everyone's panicking except for her and this like one other guy, and she's like, "Hey, didn't you get the memo? We're, like, we're about to die." And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, uh, it's not a big deal. I die all the time." And then the, and then the fucking thing crashes. Like, wait, what? Wait, the guy says that too? Yeah, he no, the guy says, "Oh, it's not a big deal. I die all the time." Oh. And like that's when I, like my interest in what was going on really peaked. Okay, um, so she's not the only one that has this kind maybe, of groundhog. Maybe I don't know. You have to watch and find out. <laughs> Dick Russian Doll, uh, huh. new on Netflix, and it, it, it's not new. It's been out for a while, but I think the the humor is good. The comedy is good. Uh, Natasha Leone's performance. I mean, that really is, is I think a role that is sort of close to who she is. And then on top of that, if if You've only seen a sort of romanticized New York in movies and shows, and you want to <laughs> you want to see like street level, like um, you know, cl- clubs in, in weird basements and uh, people designing apartments and stuff like that. I don't know. It, 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 I think it's a, a good show to watch just to get a cultural appreciation of New York as well. Right on, Russian Doll. Russian doll, but I definitely watched the the, the Spice Boys first. That <laughs> that is definitely the best thing out right now. We, we're about an uh, an hour eighteen into the podcast. I've got nothing else. There, the, actually, I did want to talk about the fights coming up on Saturday, but because because by the time we edit this episode and it gets released, it pro- will the fight will have already happened. Let's so just do, let's just do predictions. Sure, why not? And then people could be like, "Ah, you're fucking stupid." See what happened. Um, which which fight should we start with? Hold on, let me pull up the card. I'm excited about it because that was another kind of highlight for the weekend of us being out here in Flagstaff. Was like, Aaron was like, "Hey, we could order the fights out there that weekend." Um, I was like, "Great," and because I was already packing all my shit from from LA to here, I brought my projector so. Crossing our fingers, we get to watch it like on a 90-inch screen. Just Jaffe and I ordering some fucking Uber Eats and making pillow forts. Uh, <laughs> well, so, so again, this is this is also my process when I was like, fuck, I don't want to go on this trip. E- even if my knee was screwed up and I was like, there's no way I can run it, that would have been deeply, deeply disappointing to me on a personal level. But I'd be like, fuck it. I still get to go hang out with Armando like... It's great that we do the podcast, but it's, it's different when you're just like hanging out with someone. You're actually in the flesh, in the same room. Like, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not the the same. You know, Skype and and uh, telephone calls are are not uh, at the same level. So I'm like, dude, that'll be fucking worth it. And then I was like, wait, we'll be able to hang out on a regular basis because we're gonna be. It's not even that we're gonna be in the same city. Like, hopefully, that apartment that, that you're looking at comes through because that place is. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great location, everything. But it's like two miles away from me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, this, is, this is still going to be fun. I mean, we haven't hung out in person in like 16 years or whatever. So yeah. don't don't get me wrong, but I was like, the, the, the value of a weekend hangout to me was like a little bit diminished just because it, it won't be as rare, I hope. Yeah. Unless, 
I'm just gonna ghost. Unless you, you move up. to Lakewood and you're like Jaffe, fuck off. No. Yeah, I'm just gonna ghost you. I'm gonna move up like two miles away from you. I'm, I'm calling Mondo. Are you still there? Like, it's like it's like. Uh, sorry, Armando. Can I come to the phone right now? He's very busy. Please change my number. Fights, UFC fights. What's uh, the you know what? Let's let's just do, let's just do the, the top four fights in the main card. Sure, sure. So in reverse order, Jillian Robertson versus Miranda Maverick. Um. I'm pro- if I do bet, I'm gonna bet on Jillian Robertson just because I like I, I I like her personality. I like uh, you know she's got a good good style. Miranda Maverick's kind of an up and comer still to me, still not fully fleshed out as a fighter. So I'll, I want I want to see Jillian Robertson win. I, I also want to see Jillian Robertson win. I haven't watched a, a bunch of I, I don't even I can't remember if I saw any Miranda Maverick fights. Jillian Robertson, I think. Has has the most underrated coach in the whole game. I think Dean Thomas oh, he's good. is a phenomenal coach <clears throat> and never gets the credit that he's due. And uh, I was blown away when I ter- heard him talk about how he kind of classifies fighters in his mind and how, how he has to alter his coaching to relate to the different sort of fighters and their different personalities. I'm like that. That's a level that a lot of coaches just don't get. Like, yeah. if a fighter meshes with them, that's great. But they can't change who they are. And just the fact that he was thinking on that level, let alone let alone the fact that he's done the scouting reports and game plans for ATT, or he did them for years. Like, all the most successful fighters, like, during that huge run that ATT had where they were just taking, you know, dominating the UFC, he was, he was doing all that, and he never really got his due. So, huge, huge fan with that. The one, the one issue I have uh, with, with Jillian Robinson and picking her is that while she, like, Goes super hard on her bikini photos on Instagram. She does a good <laughs> job on that. I love that. She's really trying to maximize what she has in in the the bikini area. She's she's also really trying to maximize what she can do athletically, and she's just not a good athlete. So there's a ceiling for how 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 far and how good she can get. You know, she, she has a functional game. Her striking's improving. It's not great. She has she has an improving wrestling game. So she can actually get to her jujitsu, uh, whereas there's a lot of jujitsu fighters. I mean, guys like even you know high level like Brian Ortega, who just doesn't have a good takedown game, so he can sometimes can't get to the strongest part. She's always going to be limited by her athletic ability, and when she runs into superior athletes, I think she's just going to struggle. I don't know if Miranda Maverick is that superior athlete, but eh, she might be. She she is an athlete. I don't know if I would say she's superior. Well, uh, than than Jill. I'm gonna. You know what? I I I'm not confident. I think anytime Jalen Robertson runs into a good athlete, she'll lose. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Jalen Robertson. You keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. You keep training with Jane Thomas. You keep posting your bikini photos. You work do on you, her Jillian. tan. She's Canadian, but if she worked on her tan, she lives in Florida. It's like, dude, get some color in you, white girl. You'd be hotter. There, there's this thing called melanin. Sure, give her some. Sometimes people are limited by tans. There's there Mondo. There's some white people that they're. Their options are pasty white or burnt red, and there's no tan. There's some things you can get to, like, get tans. Oh, you want her to get spray tans? You want her to take performance-enhancing tan yep, just supplements? For me. Yep, just for me. All right. What about the the bantamweight fight between... <laughs> I, I like laughing just saying his name. Sugar Sean O'Malley it's versus... Sugar, Sugar. Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. Um, I... I think Sugar Sean O'Malley's in the win, but I would like to see Thomas Almeida win just because I it's more because I kind of, I kind of dislike the 
the show that Sugar Show puts on. You know, like he's, I don't know, he's he's humbled himself a little bit after mm. he got his butt kicked by by uh, Marlon. Did Nera. he though? Kind because he's he Did claimed. He? <laughs> okay, if you, yeah, he 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 hasn't really, but he kind of has. I don't know. He says he claims he hasn't didn't lose to Marlon Vera, and I'm like, you're an idiot. You're just fucking dumb. He said that Marlon Vera didn't beat him, which sure. I, I think that's a distinction where I'm like, I, I guess technically I can see where he's, eh, whatever. I, I I heard him trying to justify it, and it sounded like a weak argument to me. So yeah, that's why that's why I'd like to see Thomas Almeida win. I don't have the intense dislike for O'Malley that some people do. I'm more like. Yeah, I get it. He's trying to make himself a personality. Um, it's just kind of annoying to me, and I, I tend to ignore it. Uh, so I don't have as big of a like emotional stake in that fight. I I just think he's probably going to win. Yeah. Thomas Almeida is very hittable. Um, Sean O'Malley, I, I don't think, is nearly as good as he, he thinks he is. But that first sort of level of his striking is quite good, and he can hit hard. And... Uh, Probably somewhere in the first round, I think he'll, he'll crack Almeida, and that'll be the end of that. Because not only is Almeida hittable, I think if Almeida was hittable but like super durable, that he'd be able to weather the early part and you know take over uh, later in the fight. But he's also not super durable. It seems like his last several fights were like they've been on a kind of decline. He, he, he's gotten finished a bunch, so yeah. Um. I think I think that O'Malley's probably the safe pick there. All right. Next fight. The next fight is between Mr. Tyrone Woodley and Vicente Luque. I think if T Wood loses this fight, he's it's very likely he gets cut. And and we you and I have talked about this before yesterday a little bit. Um he he it just in his interviews, he doesn't seem to be there. Like he doesn't seem to have like the passion, the fire, like the like the contenders spirit of like, oh, I gotta fuck this guy up to get a title shot kind of mentality. He's kind of like, oh, you know, I just want to improve my game, improve my performances. Like it's kind of, he's not saying that he's not, he's 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 saying things, but I just don't feel those things he's saying. Well, you know, and he said he's been doing this for 16 years. Yeah. Like, I feel Strike like Force alum, Strike Force alum. So that's a long time ago. Well, and probably before even Strike Force. Yeah, yeah. And like sure. regional circuits and stuff yeah. like that. And I think anyone doing any job can kind of get burned out after a certain amount of time. And when it's a job, it's as grueling as training for, a, you know, f- you have to train for fights, you have to combat against another grown man like in a steel cage for 25 minutes he also said like he hasn't had anything other than a five round fight so like you're locked in a cage with a a guy trying to take your head out for 25 minutes for like I think it's been like seven years or something it's been a really long time that's gotta wear on you and he's kind of he's old now he's he's late 30s I think he still has the skill set to win does he though? I I do I do. He's just got the power. He's got the flash power. Does like he though? Kinda, I think so, but I just don't see we're gonna see it. I don't think he's gonna pull the trigger when he has to. And Vicente Luque is good enough to beat him if the best he would doesn't show up. So my pick is uh, Luque. I I don't think it's even the best. I mean, so 
maybe he has this whole level of his skill set that he hasn't shown in the octagon in the past decade, but Woodley's been a very one note fighter. He's it's like, how can I get land this one overhand right that's going to win the fight? And he's managed to hide a bunch of huge deficits in his game really behind people being afraid that he's going to drop this big bomb on them, knowing that he was fast and explosive and can knock them out in one shot and using kind of using that fear to hide a lot of his shortcomings. And now people have seen that, you know, multiple fights in a row, him just get dominated. I think that fear of Woodley has decreased. And I think his athletic abilities also decreased. Like you just lose a lot of that explosiveness as you get older and his whole game was built on explosiveness and landing one punch. So, like, at this point, like, I I just I can't... Out, outside of either kind of bottom-tier bottom contenders or maybe I, I, I could see pick, picking Woodley against some... Um, some like kind of more like pure grapplers. Like maybe, maybe in a, a, if it was like a Woodley versus Michael Chiesa, I could see picking Woodley there. Eesh, I would take Chiesa on the ground, strangling. Well, that's him. the thing. Woodley, Woodley is still a good wrestler, and he does still have good, good takedown defense when he's not being, um, completely overwhelmed. And and Chiesa doesn't have that same pace and and, and uh, ability to overwhelm someone quite the same way as like a Colby Covington. But mm. so your pick is. I, I I pick Tyron Woodley to beat Michael Chiesa. <laughs> no, Dick. <laughs> that's that's my pick. Damn you. Yeah, I think I th- you got to pick Luke. You have to. Maybe 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 all the stuff Woodley's been saying and his new perspective and blah blah blah. But yeah, he's making t- more than two hundred k per fight, not to even win, just to show up. And uh, this this might be the last last fight for. Well, Mr. Tyron. I think that's what happened with, and kind of going on a quick tangent, with like JDS and uh, that was another. Oh, well, yeah, because both both JDS oh, and Overeem expensive. were making, JDS I think was making 400K a fight. Jesus. And Overeem was like making half a million just to show up. And yeah. at this point, neither of those guys can carry a card as a headliner. And for the UFC, the way they've got, I mean, I, they could pay fighters you know, a half million dollars to 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 not carry a car, but the way their their whole budget set up now, nah, if if you're making that much, you got to be a main event, and those guys are not main events anymore. Yeah, main event is Mister Immigrant Mentality Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. Doesn't Francis Ngannou have a nickname, or am I ma- imagining that? I believe he's the Predator. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, people yeah. are like, "Ooh, uh, there's some connotations to that word now. <laughs> like, maybe don't." And he's and because the other part is he is he, Francis is such a nice, like, kind of soft-spoken guy. Yeah. And I, and I think because of how freaking big he is he even tries to come off less intimidating. And so he's very soft-spoken. Oh, I'm Francis Ngannou. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. And you know, so people are like, "Yeah, let's let's downplay this whole predator thing." Um, yeah. my. <clears throat> My, I, how, I, I'm trying to remember how I told it to you earlier. I think I would be more, I'd feel bad more for Stipe if Stipe loses than if Nganu loses, I wouldn't feel as bad for Nganu. Weird, but okay. It, it, it's weird because, because you know, we talk, we're, they're talking about like 
how steep is like the greatest heavyweight in history and he's got all these records and you have in heavyweight he's got like two or three different heavyweight records sure. and and he could still lose to Nganu and I don't think that changes but what I'm saying no well it, it doesn't because it doesn't if he gets an immediate rematch but with John Jones coming up and then they've already talked about John Jones getting his heavyweight title you know immediate title uh, shot it doesn't make sense you know, it makes more sense for them to say, okay, Stipe loses, if Stipe loses, then then yeah, they'll do a trilogy fight. But they've not said that. There was an interview, uh, um, not an interview, one of those uh, um, press conferences a couple of days ago where it just, Dana White, the, the, the response Dana White said did not lead to confidence in that if Stipe loses, he's going to get a, a rematch trilogy fight. It sounds like, it's up in the air. He's like, he said, we'll see. And I don't know. So I'd, I'd feel bad if Stipe loses. Unless he gets a, a rematch trilogy fight. If, yeah. If Ngannou loses, if Ngannou loses, it's like, okay, well, Ngannou already lost to Stipe. Now he's just got to wait a while for another champ to come around or, or re-earn a third, you know, The, crack the reality, out. though, if Stipe loses to Ngannou, I, I don't want to see a rematch because that means Stipe is really over the hill and it would likely be the same outcome the second time. Mm-hmm. Steepo's old, man. He's thirty-eight. Yeah, but I also see that Steepo and DC trilogy, and I'm like, well, DC was even older. DC right. was like forty-one, I think. But D- but DC knocked him out once, and then Steepo knocked DC out, and then the third fight sure. happened. And so, but what I'm saying is, Steepo was fighting another old man, oh. an even older man, who was clearly visibly at that point way past his prime, and. You know, to me, I was just amazed. I'm like, fucking DC just fought a five-round fight with Stipe. Like, good for you, DC. Good for you, Grandpa. But he was <laughs> clearly diminished. Uh, if Stipe, at this point, is similarly diminished, I, I don't want to see him fight Nganu and get deaded a second time. Like, it was, to, it, it was almost like, a for me as a DC fan, it was like a moral victory because the second fight, he went all five rounds. He clearly got tired. He was not the same fighter he was several years prior. But it was like he got in. He got to feel like he competed. You know, the the, the first fight he lost to Stipe, his father had just died, or his, I think his stepfather. He was super emotional. He fought a stupid fight. And the second fight, he went in there, and he, he did the best he could do, and he lost. Like, that's cool. That's, yeah. that, I, I, you know, short of just going out, a champion. I still think he should have just DC should have just retired when he won the first time. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like it's DC. Like he he always does fucking stuff the hard way. It never never works out perfect for him. So I thought that was a fitting end in a way to DC's reign. I I do not think it would be as fitting end to to Stipe's, uh if he just gets one punch KO'd by Nganu and then comes back and then gets deaded a second time by Nganu. That would not have the same, like, feel good to me. And, again, if Nganu wins, I think that is how it will go down. And it's going to be because Stipe, Stipe's older. Like, and in the, in the past, the heavyweight division has been absolutely terrible. There haven't been, like, any good athletes. And losing a step or a half step wasn't really the end of the world because none of them were fast to begin with and none of their, their games were built on speed. But, like, Nganu's a, a completely different sort of fighter, man. He's built on explosiveness and power. The, who's your pick? So the question is, is Stipe over the hill? If he's not over the hill, uh, I think he, the fight goes very similarly. 
to how it did the first time. If he is over the hill, I think Ngano gets him. And he's at a weird age, 38. And in another year, if the fight happened in another year, I would pick Ngannou Nukushin. So your pick is Ngannou? It's, it's, it's tough. I, I, I want to pick Stipe because he is the, be- the better fighter. And I hope he can, he can fight off old age for at least one more year. Very good, very good. Exciting card. You didn't say who your pick was. Oh, yeah, I didn't? Oh. No, you said you, you like... You were talking about like emotionally how you yeah, feel, okay. but not who you actually think um, would win. I, so I was watching the embeddeds. I think there's I've I've seen like two or three of them. I don't know how many there there've been already. And one of Stipe's coaches said something to me. Maybe, maybe I'm reading way too much into it, but one of Stipe's coaches was like, "We're gonna find a way to win no matter what. Like winning is the important thing." And it just got me to thinking like, if you're confident, your your dude can. Stand up with a guy and potentially knock him out. You say, "Oh, Steep is." You say things like, "He's fast. He's sharp. He's technically precise, and he's gonna he's gonna touch him." You say something to those effects. Ugh. Yeah, that wasn't a great comment. So I just think that it leads for me to believe that they're going to game plan to do grapple heavy. Like, where what's your opponent's weakness if he has one? Is to take him down to the ground and smother him because you know, Engano's not. Got to, I changed my pick. <laughs> you know, so I just had that coach not again, I could be reading way too much into one fucking yeah. comment that the coach said, but it doesn't provide a lot of like confidence in him. Or at least well, what I would like to see. So I just I think I think Nganu I thought Nganu was gonna win the first one and then Steve proved me wrong. I think Nganu's going to win tomorrow. But I you know I also like to win money so maybe I I put money on Stepe if that says anything. You know what that comment does really remind me of? It was the the rumble in the jungle. Um, oh, that, you saw that? <laughs> I was there. Oh, yeah. Live live gate. I was oh, yeah? I was in Africa Rings, for that fight. Ringside. Well, because that, that's that's sort of what happened. It was, it was Ali versus Foreman, and like the whole narrative was like Ali was was faster, he was quicker, and that's what he was saying in the preface. He's like, I'm gonna dance. You know, I'm I'm so fast that. I turned the lights out, or no, sorry, I, I flipped the light switch, and I'm in bed before the lights are out, like, that was, you know, that was his thing, and that's what everyone was looking to see, oh, the big, powerful foreman versus, like, Ali dodging and diving, and then Ali's legs were just, like, fucking weren't there, I don't know if he was sick, I don't know what happened, I just remember, you know, in hearing that story, he just realized, like, oh, I can't do it, I can't move, and that's sort of where the whole rope-a-dope thing came from, yeah. where Ali's, like, I, I cannot physically dodge and move for this whole fight and he just laid against the ropes and just let Foreman beat on him until Foreman was so tired that he Ali could knock him out and I was like I was like huh could Stipe like I don't know what exactly what the MMA equivalent of it probably would be like clinching and like letting the you know getting the guy against the cage and just taking some punishment or uh even even I can't see a scenario where Stipe would would end up on the ground and just endure and Gano ground and pounding him. But I'm like, whatever the the MMA equivalent of of rope dope is, could Stipe do that? If he had to do whatever he had to do to win, I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think I think if Gano lands an Gano punch, Stipe's done. Uh, especially uh, the first. You know, two three rounds. You know, <laughs> with Ngannou, it's kind of like you better fucking dodge, duck, duck, dip, dive, dodge for those first couple rounds, dude. So, 
I don't know. So yeah, good card. I'm excited about it. You know, another good one. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 especially excited because I've seen, um, you know, I've seen some UFC events from some cool venues. You know, I saw it from the Pepsi Center. Uh, I saw one live uh, when Ngannou actually that was one of Ngannou's first big fights. He destroyed, flatlined uh, Andrei Olavsky and Valentina Shevchenko submitted Juliana Pena. And uh, Masvidal, that was a big breakout fight for Masvidal, just fucked up Cerrone. Um, that was a good card. That was a cool place to see it. I uh, saw, saw Connor um, fight against Aldo from the MGM Grand. You know, that's like that's like the the Vegas staple yeah. for UFC fights. That was a cool place. But I've never seen a fight from a pillow fort. <laughs> and I'm just pumped <laughs> How's to like, take you to building, the next level. Building, building, building. I was like, what's the payoff, you fucker? Like, pillow fort? Was it worth it? Probably not, but I don't care. Pillow fort I'm going to be a pillow fort. Yeah, yeah. Got a bottle of wine. Ooh. And then me and Jaffe got ourselves some uh, some avo ice cream as part of our, our a- Avocado ice cream. Sure. Um, it's made out of avocados, not milk and cows. Yep. I like milk and cows, too. Um, you like milk and cows? Milk and cows. Milk, two separate things. Okay. Um, thank you, Degenerates, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Sorry we've been on a two-week hiatus. Um, but oh, oh, and I, I also I just wanted to let them know uh, that we are going to be really... After we finish this, we are going to re- uh, release a bonus episode. We're going to record that. We're Mondo describes in even greater detail the qualities of the pho we have. Like, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get some probably some food after this. He'll really get into like the texture, mm. what it looks oh, like, I the will. portion sizes. So you guys have that to look forward to. If, if you <laughs> want that, you can sign up for our Patreon. It's called oh, uh, yeah. Degenerates Describe Food. Mm. And we really we thank you for your support, and that's going to allow Armando to describe even more food in greater detail. So I like food. You've got that to look forward to. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you guys. Uh, We'll see you in a a week or so, something like that. Peace out. Bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.